Hello, hello, and welcome to episode one of the Radically You podcast. I'm Naomi Jenkins, a practicing certified life coach, a recovering perfectionist, and your host for today's episode on embracing radical acceptance. All right, listen, to get started, I'm just going to play it really straight with you. I have been procrastinating recording this first episode for so, so long for not the greatest of reasons, mostly just because I'm a recovering perfectionist and my human brain wants this to be perfect. And I think I just know realistically that's not going to happen. Historically, I deeply hate being a beginner. I usually only do things that I know I'm going to be great at from the get-go. So this is a huge step outside of my comfort zone, but I've been feeling pulled to do this for such a long time that I'm just going all in on it. And I'm totally embracing the fact that it's not going to be great to begin with, and that's okay that it's going to get better as I go and as I learn. And I'm holding that space for myself. And I am hoping that you can hold that space for me as well. And that what I offer here, although it may be done very imperfectly, can still be useful for you as much as it is and has been for me. Okay, now that that's out of the way, let's jump right in. So, like I said, today's episode is all about embracing radical acceptance. And before I start to explain to you what that means, I do want to just offer a caveat that for any listeners who may be living in a current situation of abuse, who may have a history of unresolved trauma, or who may be struggling with untreated mental illness, Certain things that I say today, or perhaps the way that I share them, may not apply to you. If you find that anything in today's episode is triggering for you, I would highly recommend that you reach out to a trauma specialist or a mental health provider in your area and get the support that you need. However, if you feel that you are living in a healthy, functional state right now, I'm hoping that the information today that I share is going to be helpful for you in the ways that I've found it to be so helpful for myself. So let's start with what is radical acceptance? If you've never heard this term before, don't worry, you're not alone. It was a very new term for me when I started getting into self-compassion work and studying Buddhist philosophy and things. But radical acceptance in a nutshell, is just learning to accept our reality as it is. And what I mean by reality is the circumstances outside of us, the people around us, and certain things about ourselves. learning how to accept those things as they are. Radical acceptance is just seeing things as they are without the need to change it. It's all about allowing our reality to simply be what it is and use that as a jumping off point to figure out where we want to go from here. 
because to figure out where we want to get to, we always need to know where we are. And radical acceptance is a beautiful tool for helping us be more in touch with right where we are right here in this present moment. So I'll explain a little bit more about that and how we do it and how we apply it. But I think first, it's really important to acknowledge that this is not natural. Our amazing human brains have evolved with really only one main focus, and that focus is to keep us alive. And the way that our brains do that is to be constantly on the lookout for what is going wrong. Our brains are always looking for danger to avoid and problems to solve. And as a result, we have a tendency to take a very negative view on a lot of things. And like I said, it's a survival mechanism. This is what our brains are supposed to do. It's not a sign that there's something wrong with us. It's a sign that something is right, that our brains are doing their very best work to keep us alive. However, yay for keeping us alive, boo for helping us to truly thrive and live the lives that we want to have. So if we have a brain that is constantly on the lookout for problems to solve and danger to avoid, then our tendency is to notice, like I said, what's going wrong. And we do this in a lot of different areas. We do it in our relationships with the people around us, in our jobs, in uh, news, media, government situations. We do it in all kinds of places, but also we do it with ourselves. We are constantly on the lookout for what is wrong with me. What do I need to fix about me? How can I be better this, more of this, less of that? And to some degree, that can be useful. I'm all for setting goals. For example, if you're listening to this when it comes out, it is the first week of January 2022. So many of us are probably just right in the early stages of going all in on our new goals or resolutions for this coming new year. And that can be a beautiful thing if we are approaching it from the right place. Here's the problem I sometimes see with resolutions and the reason I kind of resist setting resolutions myself. Resolution one definition of it, at least, is to come up with a solution to a problem. And here's the thing. What I want you to know as you're going all in on your new goals or resolutions is that you are not a problem to be solved. You are a person to be loved. And the very best place to start Allowing yourself to be a person to be loved is internally with yourself, with learning how to love yourself. And I know a lot of times we resist this concept. If you find yourself resisting the idea of loving yourself exactly as you are, please know that you're not alone. I completely understand. I've been doing the work of learning to accept and love and honor myself for years now, and I still sometimes struggle 
with that deep internal dialogue of judgment towards myself that I think I've picked up in so many places in the world throughout my life. But what I've learned about myself and about you also is that we're just supposed to be human. And you are a human, just like the rest of us, which means you are 50-50. And what I mean by that, when I say that all humans are 50-50, is that each and every one of us is 50% incredible, amazing, awe-inspiring, and 50% a total hot mess, an ongoing work in progress. And really, that's the good news. Because the thing is, we're not supposed to be perfect. We're not supposed to have it all right and know it all because we're not done yet. We have so much life to live and so much to learn and so many areas to grow and become. And so it's okay that you're 50-50. But just because you're 50-50, that doesn't mean that 50% of you is a problem to be solved. Even that part of you is worthy of love. And I know it can be pretty hard to go straight from kind of the internalized resistance we have towards what we might perceive as the negative aspects of ourselves. So if you can't go straight to love, that's okay. In my experience, this is where radical acceptance becomes so, so useful because Radical acceptance really is just the first step towards truly understanding and embodying that love for ourselves. So I really want to talk about how we can apply radical acceptance internally to ourselves. Radical self-acceptance is really the purpose of today's episode. So remember how I said that radical acceptance really is nothing more complex than just seeing things as they are without that resistance or need to change them. Here's what I believe. Seeing ourselves as we truly are without resisting it or hating it or feeling shame or judgment towards ourselves, this kind of acceptance of ourselves is what frees us up to create what we truly want in our lives and in the world around us. The famous American psychologist Carl Rogers once said, The curious paradox is that when I accept myself just as I am, then I can change. And this is exactly what I have experienced myself as I've done so much internal work on myself in therapy and coaching and in other ways throughout the last few years, I've discovered that the better I get at putting down resistance, the more I'm able to simply see myself as I am and where I am. And from that place, I have so much more leverage to create the changes that I want to in my life and in my internal experience with myself. So let's talk a little bit about how radical acceptance can actually be applied. So this is kind of a silly example, maybe, but I think it is such a very simple way to explain what I mean when I say 
radical acceptance versus resistance. So I want you to think about the sky. Imagine walking outside the door and looking up at a wide open sky and noticing the sky is blue. We've all done this who knows how many times in our lives, right? The sky is blue. It just is. We just know this to be true. So when you look up at the sky and think the sky is blue, you really feel nothing. You just notice something as it is. However, if you were to walk outside your house every day, look up at the sky and think to yourself, the sky is blue again. Dang it. It should be green. I want the sky to be green. Then every single day you would be walking out the door into a new load of resistance for you to carry around because the sky is not green. It is blue. And all we do by telling ourselves that the sky should be green is create suffering and discomfort for ourselves. And like I said, I know that's kind of silly. I doubt that very many of us are walking out our doors every day wishing for the sky to be green. If you were having that experience, that is just fine. However, if you don't relate to wishing the sky was green, perhaps your experience has more to do with wishing that your spouse liked the same things that you like, wishing that your child was better at listening and following instructions, wishing that the government was different than it is currently, or wishing that you were somehow different than you are. When we wish for things to be different than they are, we create suffering and discomfort for ourselves. This is the source of so much, if not all of the suffering in the world, is simply our tendency to want for things to be different than they are, to see things as a problem and believe that they should be different so that we can feel better. When we choose instead to take notice of how things are and apply some radical acceptance, just decide that things are how they are and that's not good or bad inherently, but rather an opportunity for us to decide what we want to make it mean then we open ourselves up to so much possibility. So another example of how to apply radical acceptance, one that's a little more personal and maybe will resonate a little more with some of you. One thing that I have struggled with about myself for most of my life is that I tend to be a very high functioning depressed person. So I have struggled with clinical levels of depression Ever since I can honestly remember, I was first diagnosed in my young teens, but symptoms had been around for years at that point, and for so, so much of my life, especially as a teenager and an adult when I understood that it wasn't maybe normal to be depressed or to struggle so much emotionally all of the time, I fought and resisted against this part of who I am inherently. I believed it was wrong. I believed I needed to be different, that I should be happier, that it wasn't fair to the people around me for me to have this tendency towards depression. And when I lived in that way, I was constantly in a state of resistance to myself. And it was extremely painful. Being depressed is painful enough. Being depressed and believing that I shouldn't be depressed 
is painful maybe tenfold. So when I finally started to understand radical acceptance and self-compassion and started learning how to apply these tools in my life, at one point it just suddenly occurred to me, I am depressed and I don't have to make that mean anything. Am I depressed every minute of every day? No. But when I am in a depressive period, if I resist it and want for it to be different, it only compounds my pain and suffering. When I can instead meet myself with radical acceptance, I have the ability to put down that resistance and open myself up to curiosity. Like, okay, today I'm feeling depressed. And now what? What do I want to do with that? How do I want to show up for myself? How do I want to take care of myself? What things outside of me or inside of me do I want to maybe change or work on to help myself through this experience? And immediately when I'm able to go to that place, because I still have depressive periods on a regular basis, it's just part of the way that I experience the world. When I stop resisting it and can just be with myself in that place, it has a tendency to resolve so much more easily, or maybe it just feels that way, but I suffer so much less. I can be depressed, and some days that means I need to take a break. I need to do almost nothing but the bare minimum to get through the day, and other days it might be, oh, okay, here's that old depression This is a thing that I experience. I know that now. I don't have to resist it. I don't have to judge it. I don't have to hate this about myself. I can just acknowledge that depression is along for the ride today and decide if I want to stick to my regular schedule or if I need to make some changes. And it gives me so much leverage to create my day instead of being the victim of this part of myself that I didn't choose and believing that I shouldn't be this way and I shouldn't have to deal with this. I can just take it as it is. I experience depression. That's part of who I am. And it doesn't have to be a problem to be fixed. It can be a part of myself that needs my love and attention. That's what radical acceptance has helped me do, not only with my depression, but with so many other things in my life, in my relationships, in my marriage, in my mothering, in my religion, and in my chronic health problems I have that are physical rather than mental. I've been able to apply this in so many ways, and it has given me so much more empowerment to create the life that I want to have. One of my very favorite authors, her name is Byron Katie, and I highly recommend reading her book called Loving What Is. Um, But in her book and in so many other places, she's well known for saying, when we argue with reality, we lose, but only 100% of the time. And that is exactly what I have found to be true. When I argue with reality, when I resist what is and want it to be different, or when I resist pieces of myself and believe that I should be different, I lose. I create suffering. I rob myself of the ability to have the full human experience that I was always meant to have. And when instead I can apply some acceptance, especially starting from an internal place with myself, 
I open myself up to possibility, especially the possibility of loving myself. And the better I get at accepting myself and loving myself exactly as I am, the better I am at accepting and loving everyone and everything else around me. And really, I create more and more of the life I want to have, the less I resist how things are. It seems so backwards, like if we're going to be okay with how things are, that they're going to stay that way forever. But I could not agree more with that quote that I shared from Carl Rogers, that when I accept myself just as I am, then I can change. And I think it's true of other things as well. When I accept my relationships as they are, there's suddenly space for them to change. When I accept my spirituality in its current state, there's room for growth and change. When I accept the people around me as they are, I also give them that space to change and grow because I no longer need them to be anything specific. I just can let them be also a person to be loved. So that, my friends, is just a really quick take on radical acceptance. I wanted to start out the podcast with this idea because this is something that is so inherent to everything I'm hoping to share here on the podcast and also to all of the work that I do with my coaching clients. It all comes back to, can we accept what is and offer ourselves the gift of that awareness so that we have the space to change and grow? So whether you are setting big resolutions for the coming year or just so deeply focused on things about yourself that you wish were different, I want to encourage you to start from a place of just being open and accepting to how things are. Pay attention to the facts and relieve yourself of all of the painful stories that you may have added on top of what is your reality. Because the more you accept it, the more leverage you will have to mold it and change it into exactly what you want it to be. That is what I have for you today, my friends. Thank you so much for being here with me. It's been a pleasure and I will talk to you again next week. Take care. tell you how grateful I am that you joined me here for today's podcast. If anything in today's episode resonated with you, or you think it might prove useful to someone that you know, I hope you will share it with a friend. I would also be immensely grateful if you would take the time to leave a review in whatever podcast app you're using today. Reviews are the best way for new listeners to find the podcast so that they can come and join in on the conversation. Once a month, I will be choosing one reviewer at random to receive a free private coaching session with me on any topic of your choice. This month, I hope that person is you.